0: Ladies, we gotta talk, we gotta talk. Uh, I'm so fucking tired of y'all and y'all bullshit and how y'all sleep on a king. Um, Yes, I'm off the market, but before that, cause I'm coming to a realization now that I got something that's worth having, I really don't appreciate how you hoes, straight up, don't look like y'all profile pics. Straight like that. I don't give a fuck how anybody take it. I don't give a fuck how anybody girl feel about it. I don't give a fuck how my girl feel about it. What
1: are
0: you y'all do not look like y'all profile pics, and how I know is that I scroll through the rest of y'all pics. Stop it! Stop it! Get some help. In the words of that Michael Jordan drug commercial back in the '80s: Stop it! Get some help! Stop selling this dream, bro, because when she or he pulls up. You might not be able to get that shit hard. Like you you sold a fucking false ass dream. And I really don't appreciate that shit. Where is this coming from? Uh I don't to me, bro, You
1: heard the, what the
0: fuck happened, I told you, it's a lot of bitches I've invested a lot of time into over the past few months trying to make shit happen. Not even months, years. Like there's some girls on there that curve me for years. It's like, bitch, I'm the best thing that ever fucking happened to you. Straight like that. I see them bum ass niggas you fuck. With. Oh, excuse me. Fuck with. I see them bitch ass niggas that always leave you hurt and sad. And you sitting there curving my motherfucking advances. You got me fucked up. And with this movie. Like you said in the previews, if you had got any other motherfucker to play the role Lakeith played, it would have been a cheesy fucking movie. But, the thing that took me for a twist is, in a movie like this, you would expect Lakeith to have the issues, Lakeith to have the problems, Lakeith to have the commitment issues and trust, all that shit, but it was Issa Rae. And in this movie, it explained why because of the shit her mom went through. Damn, you telling me the whole movie. Oh, I'm bruh, it's so much detail to this shit. This is the, the base of it to get niggas interested. Cause like you said, niggas think this is a cheesy chick-flick. Right? Okay, cause like now
1: I'm really into it. I'm exactly. like, Don't tell me whole. I'm
0: nice! Nigga, nigga, this shit is fire. Nigga. And it's crazy because I'm sitting here watching this movie and I'm like, yo. Is this what's going on in the whole black community? Yes. That's what I feel like, bro. Yes. It's either when two people come together, male, female, male, male, female, female. If it's in the black community, all this shit circles around back to this movie. And it's just crazy to see how love trumped everything by the end of that movie. Like, you cannot control who you love.
1: Uh De Niro Farrar just dropped a, a new album. Uh, yeah, support De Niro Farrar. I mean, you know, check it out. Baby. Let me shut my fucking mouth. About oh, I, I hear some competition around the motherfuckers. Ain't Don't no competition. It. Ain't none. Oh, none. Nigga. none. Oh, let you me saying, shut the fuck whoa, 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 up. Whoa, whoa, let me
0: whoa. shut the fuck yeah. up. Yeah, all right, ladies and gentlemen. Let me shut the fuck up. <laughs> let me work. DeNiroFroar, <laughs> oh. you got an issue with what I said. You can. You are more than welcome to pull up to the podcast. Like, I invited your motherfucking ass the last 10 times. Yeah. You're more than welcome to pull up. But until then, we got issues, playing. Yeah,
1: don't hold them against me, bro. We need you cool. I, uh, I, mean,
0: <laughs> I ain't worried about shit. I ain't worried about shit. Og, niggas calling me big brother, knowing goddamn well that they older than me. So don't sit here and act like I don't know your catalog, nigga. You heard. You ain't just getting this energy from a nigga that don't support you. You getting this energy from a nigga that do support you. So if you got an issue, pull up to the podcast, my nigga. We gotta hash a few things out. Um, last thing I want to speak on is CIAA last year in the city. Um, I'm not doing a motherfucking thing. Get the fuck on.
1: Ooh, this last year. Fuck
0: I didn't plan on taking this two year shot with anybody when I started NBA, but to take it with somebody who supported me from day one, you know what's funny, when this shit first dropped, you always comment some shit, you always say some shit, and I just be like, what the fuck, this nigga, I know he not listening to all these episodes. I really doing it
1: though, I really do it.
0: It's kind of like, uh, I don't want to venture off into it too much, but the MJ speech. How he was talking about Kobe would hit him up and he would annoy him and all this other shit. But after a while the motherfucker keep reaching out to him, he won him over and all that shit. And that's kind of how it was with, uh, with you. Eventually it was like, man, I started to question, should I bring this nigga along with me? And from the first episode you came in, it was something about you. Something about you. Something about you that stood out from any other guest I interviewed. I've interviewed crazy motherfuckers. I interviewed (laughs) insane motherfuckers. I interviewed motherfuckers that just need help. Flat out. Need rehab. Something. Need a new environment. Something. And it's always something about our episodes that we do that stick out to me. That, bring me toward, that pushed this podcast in a new direction. Uh, when I first jumped in the NBA, it was more interview-based, right. very interview-based. And it was fun while it lasted, but it was always weird to have to always bounce the energy off a motherfucker I met literally 15 minutes before I started recording. And to bring somebody along that I know for well over 10 years, uh, I just want to say thank you, bro. You going on damn near 10 episodes of this motherfucker. Somewhere around there. Somewhere? Um, in ballpark. yeah. Here's the two years of NBA. Thanks. Plus many more. Facts. the do Uh, with the plans we got going on, we got an announcement later on in this show. Indeed <laughs> we do. we definitely doing To many more. Mm. Yeah, it's your boy, Robbie Dean, back with another one of those fire-ass episodes of Me Blanc Amigo, and this is episode 53. No more drugs for me, pussy and religion is all I need. Where'd I get this title from? Go listen to Hell of a Life by Kanye. Yeah, man. In this episode, man, this episode was pretty funny. It's a hilarious episode because if you knew what was going on behind the scenes of this episode, you would understand why I'm so great at what I do and how do I make something from nothing. And even in moments of doubt, your boy come through and hit the clutch shot every fucking time. This ain't the first time I recorded something and... I thought it was whack, or the person I did the episode with thought it was whack, and then I took it home, and I finagled that motherfucker, and put a little glitter on it, and make it look sparkly, and nice and clean, and that motherfucker come out looking just right. So with that being said, man, in this episode, it was another episode with the homie Mark. This was my two-year anniversary, and I started it off with a toast to Mi Blanca Amigo going on two years strong, and a toast to him pretty much being officially the co-host from here on out uh outside of maybe the interview episodes which i probably will stop doing less and less and less uh it's becoming a little tiring trying to get you motherfuckers to come on it's becoming a little tiring to try to get you motherfuckers comfortable to the podcast there's definitely a few episodes i appreciate it and uh I love doing, but, yeah, the interview shit is just it's, its getting old, and it's really not my swag no more. But this episode was fire, man. We started off with the Deontay Wilder fight. Uh, we talked about heavyweights making a comeback in the game. Uh, the Kobe tribute, um, how rigged do you believe sports are? Uh, what is confidence? That was a random conversation we brought up out of nowhere. You know what I'm saying? What is confidence to you? Uh, what is your confidence levels and moments of doubt? And what do you allow in your head to doubt you to kill your confidence? Uh, we went into that. Uh, the photograph. I gave a nice synopsis on the photograph. and I know the motherfuckers listening do not know what synopsis mean. But it's just pretty much the rundown of the movie to photograph. Last episode we talked about how we believe Lakeith Stanfield. I kept calling him Stanford. Stanfield is uh, next up. He has now. Uh, I believe he's the Denzel. He's the the Will Smith. He he's that guy for us. He's that Idris Elba guy for our era. And um, yeah, I just wanted to talk about how that movie was and. It was a couple of scenes he kind of got exposed, not in a bad way, but just he put his own twist on it versus being a Hollywood Broadway trained actor. And it kind of, you know, it made the movie unique, honestly, looking back in uh, high. How the fuck do you say that shit? Looking back at hindsight. Um, other than that, man, I spoke about wine being my drug of choice in 2020. I'm old now, man, I'm mature, I'm aged. I ain't got time to be knocking down half a bottle of liquor when I know I got to get up and go to the gym the next day. I ain't got time to be getting high, man, with all the shit I got going on, you know what I'm saying? I work a 40-hour plus. We don't know when we getting overtime because we don't leave until we finish the job. I work 40-plus hours a week. I'm in the gym six hours, I mean six days a week doing three-hour full-body workouts and, uh, yeah, pretty much Saturdays are my only day to myself. And I still got to get up and go to work on Saturday. So, yeah, wine is pretty much my drug of choice for the, uh, the short-term future. That's all I'm fucking with is that wine. Um, side notes we didn't get to in the podcast. Um, I wanted to speak on Lil Baby's album. I was not a Lil Baby fan up until about... Last three, four months, I fuck with Lil Baby. He got some hits. Close Friends is one of my favorite songs by him. Lil Baby got some hits. Some bangers, some smashes, whatever you want to call them, man. He done made some hits, so he deserved to always catch my ear. And he was always right there, you know what I'm saying? Even when I didn't support the nigga, he was always right there. And I clicked and still supported him somehow, some way. But in the last two to three to four months, this nigga Lil Baby been going off. I always I said around the time the baby hit his run this time last year all the way up until about now, I said the baby came and stole little baby's thunder, but what I really came to the conclusion about 30 40 days ago was this nigga really took a year off and came back strong with a K strong. Um, this nigga's a star man, and uh, I listened to that album. My original review was that um. I couldn't get through the album for some reason. I couldn't get through it. You know, it was too much little Baby for me, it was too much. But, like in the last 24 hours, I finally was able to get through it. I listened to the whole album all the way through in the gym. You know, usually when I would play the album, dad, that song he made with Moneybag, because everybody know Moneybag my guy, that's my nigga, that's who I roll with. I got the house, I'm betting the house on Moneybag. Um, money bag that song with him i will always play that shit back two three times in a row and by the time i get tired of that song i'm ready to cut on time served by money bag so i could never get through that little baby album but yesterday i finally got through it and um i like it it's cool one thing I, you can't get me to say is somebody shit is trash somebody shit is bad i told y'all i've been through the process of making music it's hard, nigga. It's hard to make bullshit. That's what I'm trying to tell y'all. So for a motherfucker to put out something, I respect it. Um one of my original points was I realized with Lil Baby, especially listening to a Lil Baby album as somebody who, you know, wasn't as invested and is just not getting invested. Um He either makes fire tracks or songs that's just not good. He, it's no in between with him He makes fucking hits Smashes All them shits is just Yeah And uh yeah Other than that man I like the album overall I finally got through it So I can give you an overall Synopsis of the shit it's a, it's a good album I ain't gonna say okay It's a good album It's a good album It's about 5 to 10 songs on that motherfucker Out of 10 And I say if you shooting 50% In this era You, you, did, you did your thing you did in streaming, you did your thing. Because you're gonna get motherfuckers coming back. And you know, that other 50% I don't like. Maybe his core like. You know what I'm saying? Maybe some nigga who just heard about him yesterday is gonna like it. So really don't matter what I feel, but that's my opinion on the album. Like I said, no suckers, my shit. And money bag is really that nigga. Other than that, man, you know this episode is fire. More litter, litter, litter. I'm talking y'all head off because this episode really not that long. Maybe 30 minutes, 40 minutes in talk time. So I want to give y'all a nice, respectable intro. Uh, yeah. Other than that, man, the episode's more litter, litter, litter. More titter, titter, titter. Follow my Instagram at R O B E I W H Y. Again, that's R O B E I W H Y. And like always, like always. Like always, baby. Like my shit. Comment on my shit. And subscribe to my shit. Like the motherfucking white girls in the valley say. I'm out. Yo,
1: check, check, check. check. I'm in a good ass mood. Check, 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 check. Check it like a motherfucking Nike. Yes, sir. Check it like the check that I get every two weeks. Uh, I want to start this episode out,
0: uh, by giving you a gift. A gift. gift. Ain't Christmas. A Indian gift, as they say. Is that offensive? Oh. Yeah. Now this is your product I'm giving you a gift of, but. That's why it's an Indian gift. I want to give you this shot. (laughs) Don't drink it. I got a long soliloquy to go. Alright, it's a bit Uh, I just hopped on my phone right before we started recording that's right. And I got on Instagram
1: Like the millennials,
0: <laughs> always got ADD, always Ooh. distracted know, Straight up <laughs> um, I get online and Instagram reminds me that Today is the two year anniversary of the first episode yeah. of Me block Amigo oh,
1: 24 months
0: Yes sir um, That's big,
1: man. Congratulations.
0: Very, especially when I thought about giving up not too long ago. It would have been a sad anniversary if I would have gave up and <laughs> this shit just yeah. rolled around.
1: I honestly would have been, I would have been sad.
0: Um, NBA has inspired me. I didn't plan on taking this two-year shot with anybody when I started NBA. But to take it with somebody who supported me from day one. Oh, wow. You know what's funny? When this shit first dropped, you always comment some shit. You always say some shit. And I just be like, what the fuck? This nigga, I know he not listening to all these episodes. i really does though. i really <laughs> does. It's kind of like, uh, I don't want to venture off into it too much, but the MJ speech. How he was talking about Kobe would hit him up and he would annoy him and all this other shit. But after a while, the motherfucker keep reaching out to him. He warned him over and all that shit. And that's kinda how I was with uh, with you. Eventually it was like, man, I started to question, should I bring this nigga along with me? And from the first episode you came in, it was something about you. Something about you, something about you that stood out from any other guest I interviewed. I've interviewed crazy motherfuckers. I interviewed insane <laughs> motherfuckers. Oof. I interviewed motherfuckers that just need help flat <coughs> out need rehab something need a new environment something and it's always something about our episodes that we do that stick out to me that bring me toward that pushed this podcast in a new direction Uh, when I first jumped in the NBA it was more interview based very interview based and it was fun while it lasted but it was always weird to have to always Bounce of energy off a motherfucker I met literally 15 minutes before I started recording. And to bring somebody along that I know for well over 10 years, uh, I just want to say thank you, bro. You going on damn near 10 episodes in this motherfucker. Somewhere around there. Somewhere. Um In the ballpark. Yeah. Here's the two years of NBA. Thanks. Plus many more. Back the moon, though. With the plans we got going on, we got an announcement later on in this show. Indeed we do. but we'll definitely many more. Too many more. Let's get it. Mm. <claps> Episode 53. Woo! Episode 53, we back. We stronger, we better than ever. Yo. Um. Hey. Where are we going to
1: start off with, man? Uh, I don't know. You have no ass talking about... Uh, I ain't going to say But uh, he was talking about the... Uh, well, really, he was talking about the Kobe tribute. Yeah, the Kobe tribute. Uh, I want
0: to get into the Deontay Wilder fight off-rip.
1: Mm. Deontay Wilder. The the, the the black representation. What was his nickname? What's his, like, boxer name? The... Bro- the Bronx, the bronze, bomb. the bronze bomber. Bronx, I don't know what the some, bronze. Something, something bomber. The it's bronze the
0: bronze,
1: bombs. bronze. Yes, it's the bronze bomber. The bronze bomber,
0: man. Um, uh, I got a couple things unpacking this shit. Uh, first and foremost, Deontay Wilder comes out to this fight. Well, let's start from the top. Deontay Wilder beat the shit out of this man the first time they fought. He beat this man like a rag doll. But one thing that you always seen in the Gypsy King was that this was a tough white boy. Well, yeah, he got be- up, get up, he gonna get the fuck up. You're not gonna beat his ass. I mean, you no. gonna beat his ass, but you're not gonna knock him out. Yeah,
1: you gonna have to fight for that shit. Yeah.
0: So in the first fight, you know, everybody was like, oh, this nigga, he beat this white boy ass. Da 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 da. Uh, in the rematch, you know what's gonna happen? Da 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 da. And I think that's what went to Deontay's head. So. Leading up to this fight, Deontay doing his whole thing, you know. Um, To this day, I'm going to beat your ass to this day. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm here for the black people to this day, you know. And I ain't making fun of it. I'm just, you know, emphasizing all of his great quotes and
1: shit. To this
0: day. To this motherfucking day. Um, Deontay Wilder hypes this fight up. The Gypsy King, he took a different perspective. He said he fell on depression the first fight. He was right 400 right. pounds or some shit like that right. uh he was literally drinking everything in sight and uh, i think he said he got into some drugs i'm not sure i don't want to spread that lie on that man because uh, i do uh, not want to see that six nine two pound man
1: no nah, i dig it because neither <coughs> do i and i i can uh, concur like i i'm pretty sure i heard the exact same situation like I saw it It was like a he did the shit on ESPN. Yeah. It was a a highlight. Yeah, yeah, It's like bro, Like he admitted that he had depression and Yeah. Yeah, alcohol and all these other kind of drug problems.
0: Yeah. I understand. Um so Deontay hypes his fight up. Like any other boxer, he one thing I wanna shout Deontay out is he's getting better at his promotions. He's getting better at his promotions. You know, he was a quiet Low key, nigga. I think that's why his fights wasn't really selling like that. Niggas was just getting on YouTube and watching his knockouts. But he's finally right. learning how to sell the product, which right. is which is something I'm mastering. I'm trying to learn how to sell this fucking product. Likewise.
1: Yeah, it's theatrics, bro. Yeah,
0: there, you got to put on a
1: show. Yeah, you have to put on a show to sell a product. I.e., the baby. In in a in a storyline, there has to be a conflict. If it's a fairy tale ending all the time. Nobody's really going to want to pay attention Yeah get, You know what I'm saying You got a little bit of conflict in there Boom That's what attracts the people So it's provocative so get, get the going. people
0: going That's like yeah. the sixth time you said that on this show it's something That means it sticks out Yeah To me at least Yeah Yeah. Um. So Deontay Wow Hypes the fight up It sells It's going crazy Both of them niggas got 25 million apiece To fight And that's not even a back end from they ain't gotta fight no more if they don't want to. Oh, they already agreed to round three. Twenty five million. Twenty five M's, we good. Twenty five M's, we can start a multi. Um, um, what is it called? A multimedia
1: thing empire with 25 twenty five million. Bro, <laughs> like you know, what I'm I understand these niggas getting their brains knocked the fuck out. Mm-hmm. Like you, like you, you really. That's the one thing I consider. Like with football, and eh, I mean all of that shit
0: them niggas takes direct blows. Yeah, yeah bro. <laughs> direct blows.
1: So like when we think about how much these players get, you know, paid, it's like, yo, you don't have to do any of that. Mhm. They have to take that shit on they practice mm-hmm. with big ass niggas that do that shit or big ass, you know, people. Mhm. Strong people that do the same thing to you every single 5 days a week. At least at least two to three. I mean, I'm no fucking NFL coach or nothing, but I'm pretty sure y'all niggas practicing like four or five times a fucking week.
0: These are niggas. These are men who can literally knock down baby trees with their punches. Mm. That's the best way I can put it. Mm. You can't go outside and break a baby tree. Baby
1: tree. That nigga is gonna demolish make it wilt. that it's, it's gone.
0: It's gonna lean. Yeah, it's gone. It's, it's gonna gone. lean <laughs> off his punches. So. Deontay comes out in this Wakanda ass outfit. Did you see that? Oh my goodness. Did you see the Wakanda outfit?
1: I did, bruh. It what? was, I ain't gonna lie, it was fire. It was. But I hated it when I realized, like bruh, that was all just- A show. Overcompensation and a show. Yeah. it A show. What do you mean by overcompensation? No, really what I mean is it's a show. Because it's like you overcome, like, bruh, I have no faith in sports. As far as what? Legality and um, the readiness. Yeah. Mm, I respect it. It's that simple. So, like, you still have people mm -hmm. that are saying that this was a first down. A, A what? A first down. Or that was a foul or this and that. Now, I understand, like, you always kind of have the people aspect, but, mm, plus, you got, like, it's people. At the same time, like, we were very flawed. Like, come on, man. You know these reps done got, you know they doing shit, man. Mm-hmm. Like, if, like once again, they like go to the last shit we talked about. If you don't at least consider it, like, okay, I'm really going in on, like, I believe that, but if, if you don't at least consider the fact that you know, keep that shit in your head. Then it might make you think twice, like, these niggas is just really, come on, man. All this shit is fucking rigged. It's rigged, but then at the same time, they still play hard. They still earn it. Like a lot of more like even the people that know is is to go to shit, still try hard. And then, you know, you got your couple, two or three, who always need an asterisk by their name. But man, that shit all. Deontay so, It's a show It's a show That's all I want to say Like I agree 100% It's a motherfucking show Alright so
0: back to the fight Deontay walks out to the ring In his 45 pound Wakanda suit <laughs> The suit weighs 45 pounds Including the helmet I'm believing Deontay says that the suit wore him down um, Bullshit Take that shit off Bullshit? Take it off you claiming bullshit. Take it off. I don't look at Deontay after all this civil rights, black rights. I don't look at him as a man that makes excuses. I think he's telling the truth. I think that suit weighed him the fuck down. He got KD legs. He has KD legs. Yeah. I believe he was back there sparring with that whole fucking suit on for... The
1: equivalent of a round or two backstage, I believe. Him. He's that crazy in the head. He was back there sparring with that on. So, boom! Once again, that goes to <laughs> it's an excuse. Uh, that goes to I hate the word excuse. But I hate it. it is excuses. It was a dude Eddie Bryant that I grew up with, like that went to high school and shit. Um, like I said, excuses are like monuments to nothing they people who use excuses will soon accomplish nothing or some shit like that but that's what it was bro. it was a motherfucking excuse you put like come on dog you have the power like I said or it's either him or your training that you gotta put that responsibility on like bro take it off if you think it's gonna be if it's gonna fuck you up in a fight it's all the show it's a show. That's an excuse for a round three. But well, not a round three, but a fight three.
0: Maybe I'm trash, but I genuinely hate the word excuse. Because there's plenty of times I've been in a situation where all I'm, I'm trying sure. to do is explain myself. Mm-hmm. Explain my perspective on some shit. And the motherfucker just want to wrap it with the label of, oh, that's just an
1: excuse. Well, sometimes it probably is. Yeah, because I hate it too. I hate when somebody telling me, "Oh, um, blah, blah blah blah." I'm trying to tell them my way, my way, my way, my way. Yeah, but truly, most of the time, if I'm explaining that, like to that extent, then it's probably an excuse for why I didn't, you know. But you know, it, it'd be like that.
0: Now Deontay goes out so, there. Um, I didn't watch the fight. I watched the highlights of the fight. Deontay goes out there. Uh, he puts up a decent battle all the way up until round three, I believe. In round three, the Gypsy King caught him with a nice hook to the corner of his ear. Damn near to the back of his head. A lot of people are uh, arguing about. And it caused his equilibrium to Get off balance for the rest of the fight. Mm-hmm. And in the moment of this contact, Deontay Wilder starts to bleed from his ear.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, they're saying he didn't bust his eardrum, but you could clearly see the shit was swollen. But they said his, his ear was full of blood, and when that happens, your equilibrium is off. So pretty much for the rest of that fight, he was fighting a Deontay Wilder at damn near 50% ability. He wasn't even getting max Deontay Wilder. So, uh, by the end of the fight, the man licked the blood off Deontay. He told him what he was going to do. They shake hands. He tells him he's a great battler, all that shit. And he's saying some bullshit about America Pie No More or some shit like that. Some song called like that. America No More or some shit. I don't know the exact song. But it was just a lot built into that fight. It was a lot built into that hype of the post fight. And it's a lot built into this round three of this fight. So my question to you at the explaining all that shit, all that shit, is big boy boxing back. And by big boy boxing, I mean it's heavyweight boxing
1: back. Floyd ain't fighting like that no more, so I say it is. Never fought like that. Ever. Um, I was listening to a podcast.
0: Shout out to Joe Budden Podcast. My guys, my heroes, my lead, uh, Not, not my leaders, but... Niggas I look up to. Right. Um, they spoke on how... No, Parks. Parks, the engineer for the podcast. He actually gets a microphone to speak. Uh, Sp- Parks spoke on how Floyd Mayweather, um, his fights are boring. He's a great fighter. Yeah. He's a legendary fighter. Right. We'll always remember Floyd Mayweather. But his fights are boring, and he, he hasn't seen a brawl like this in a very long time. Um, yeah, is heavyweight boxing back? I think all they're missing is maybe two more, two to three more above average fighters to keep shit going while Deontay, the Gypsy Kings, and the Anthony Joshuas need to take their two to three months off the rest and re-energize themselves. I think if boxing can get two to three more of those motherfuckers, heavyweight boxing is back. What's your opinion on it?
1: So who have you heard of lately other than like the top four to like four names? You heard of Deontay Wilder, like who who have you heard of? Past like Okay, so kind of I of got six names that you might have heard of. I got
0: one name past those three names. You mm-hmm. got Deontay Wilder. Right. You got the Gypsy King, of course. You got Anthony Joshua. Right. Then you got the uh, Hispanic dude that knocked out Anthony Joshua right, and right, stole right, the title right. from yeah, him. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And that's all that, I know. That shit was epic.
0: Yeah, that's um. all I know. But that's the thing with heavyweights, you can get in the ring with a nobody, and that fat, heavy-handed motherfucker can knock you the fuck out.
1: That's why I believe heavyweight boxing is back. Yeah, cause we so we've seen more things. I'm be honest it's back i would say yeah it is back because the only other motherfucker that took heavyweight boxing away was floyd yeah before that it was mike uh mike i think it was what was mike i ain't I, michael's heavyweight okay uh, yeah, michael's I think heavyweight. It, yeah it, it died was when he left yeah you got ali Liston, all the motherfuckers these are heavyweight people there's there's somebody that i know she's uh she knows a lot about boxing yeah. And like she would probably go in on this conversation right now. And I feel like she would agree with me with saying like, yo, she probably would have some other people in mind. But when we think about star people, for lack of better terms, like, you know, mm-hmm. those people that historical people. The only lightweight historical person, um uh what's it we got Zab, Judah, he would like, you know yeah. literally Floyd, as we were saying, is the Michael Jordan of motherfucking lightweight. Who else? Can, I I don't really know who else came before that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure there's somebody that can be like, oh yeah, this person, you know, came before uh, Floyd, but it's back because obviously it's always you want to see those little niggas. You want to see, and they they go back to shit. <laughs> Ooh, don't let me go back. I'm faded. Two. What? You said you go back to who? Go back? No, I ain't gonna say go back to who. Go back to what? The whole fact that niggas boxing in the first place.
0: Yeah. Now,
1: I'm gonna give you the exact timeline of what happened to
0: heavyweight boxing. Please. Heavyweight boxing dominated in the 90s because niggas love that contact. That was the era of contact. Basketball was physical. Football was physical. Niggas' street fights was physical. Wasn't no, swing, bro, swing, bro. Nah, nigga, let's get it. You know what I'm saying? That whole era was just physical and tough. Now, what happened was Roy Jones Jr. came along.
1: Oh, how did I forget about
0: Roy? Roy Jones Jr. came oh, along I, I, I and started knocking out. I ain't gonna say lightweights, but lighter weights, and it took away from the power of big boys, and it, it started to graduate to finesse. And it kind of related to basketball and football How shit just kind of became soft Going into the 2000's um, From there you had Floyd Who kind of uh, You know Taught you to finesse On and off the fucking boxing ring He taught you to finesse I will never talk shit about Floyd Because Floyd taught niggas how to get money Use your talents Branch out on your own Become your own man and motherfucking milk the game for what it's worth in that instance it killed the spirit of boxing Floyd was in it to protect himself and get money
1: mm-hmm.
0: Floyd wasn't in it for the soul Instead of trying
1: to really fight like. yeah
0: we talked about this earlier to me Floyd was a a efficient Nick Young he wasn't there for the championships he wasn't there for to appease you. He was there for him fucking self. He was there for his fucking self. And Floyd got older. We watched 50 fucking matches of that shit that Floyd was doing. The <laughs> shoulder all the way up like this. Shoulder up like this. You know what I'm saying? Shoulder covering half his damn face. You can't touch him. And uh, the Pacquiao's and all that followed in suit. And then I just truly believe we're in the era of big boy boxing. It's coming back. Is there anything you want to speak on that the boxing before we get the fuck up out of here?
1: Man, I'm trying to see Tyson Fury round three, nigga. I, I,
0: gotta,
1: I, I genuinely have developed a,
0: a passion for boxing over the last year or two. Never been a physical nigga in my life. I, I wouldn't say physical. Never been a confrontational nigga in my life. You know, I'd rather fucking walk away, talk it out, whatever, before we have to get there. But I've genuinely developed a love for boxing over the past 12 to 24 months. And I truly want to jump into training for that shit.
1: Now. I think you should. Yeah, I, I feel like I can knock a nigga out or two for a couple grand a night. Shit, yeah, you a Taekwondo <laughs> back in the day, you know what I'm saying. Niggas need to get back into some shit. We are now. Apparently. Hell yeah! Now, did you watch the uh, Kobe tribute? Uh, no, nah, I ain't watch it, but I saw some of the highlights. It
0: was kind of. Uh, I just wanted to speak on because um, we, you know, we done the Kobe shit. It, it's drawn out at this point.
1: It's long. Yeah. It's 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 overdone. It's overdone. It, that's one thing. Like he lived with me forever. You
0: know i Yeah, yeah. I feel yeah. like like you was talking about all that so a lot of motherfuckers have been uh, passing. I feel like you kind of getting numb. Now with the Kobe tribute, I wanted to ask you, um Yeah, like I said, as long as drawn out, it's overdone and etc etc. My issue, uh, well, not even my issue, but just what I found drawing from the Kobe tribute was uh the Michael Jordan speech. With the Michael Jordan speech, the thing that stuck out with me was he was like, uh, you know, um, Kobe got me up here crying and, uh, you know, this is going to cause another meme, another crying Jordan meme for the next five to ten years. And uh, I just found it dope that Jordan was able to open up and fucking uh, talk to the people like that. Um, What was the highlights that you peeped and, and talked and seen?
1: Yeah, oh my god! I thought that was cool. I thought that was cool. Then again, I was like, yeah, Jordan. Yeah, Jordan died. Like know, you're trying to, still trying to take the spotlight, but not. I feel like that was a great way to like deflect all the negative energy and whatnot. I think I heard Shaq talk. Um, I ain't into, what, what you say was that like there was something else that happened on that. Uh my two things
0: was the Kobe shit. I mean the MJ shit and the Shaq shit.
1: Oh, True. I remember when that nigga MJ was uh talking up there. Uh, he said <laughs> Oh he did say that. He did say some crazy shit. Um pause that shit, my nigga. A
0: million We back, we back, we bike. We bike. Word to my homie from Florida that just came to the job. We bike. Bike. Uh um, yes. a million. Uh shout out to whole for the intro to uh Intro a Million and One Questions. Rhyme No More. In my lifetime volume one, Hove, man. You one of the GOATs, man. I swear. Every time I get away from you, I can just come back and find a song that really get a nigga in the zone. Um, We took a break We took a break And
1: uh You comfortable with talking about this? I don't know what you're about to talk about So I guess I am Confidence Whole new perspective in the podcast Confidence He went there Ladies and gentlemen
0: Find yourself in the moments of doubt Picking yourself back the fuck up um we took a break, the Kobe tribute was kinda ass. Uh we talked about it. Not the actual Kobe tribute, but the way we went about the Kobe tribute was mm-hmm. ass. So we're gonna move on. Uh I think it kinda killed the vibe. Um so we can pick it back up to something where people gonna pay attention. I just wanna finish the Kobe tribute by saying that Shaq's joke was one of the goldest moments in the moment what was the joke tell me again Shaq was giving a speech Shaq was talking Shaq was you know doing his thing and he said I remember the story about Kobe and he said uh, Kobe wasn't passing the ball he wasn't looking out for people he was doing his own thing right so the teammates went and complained to Shaq yo oh, okay. you the man you need to go holler at bruh about passing the ball so Shaq says to him, yo, Kobe, real quick, there's no I in team. Kobe looks at him and says, yeah. there is no I in team. You're completely right. Right. But you can spell M-E out that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Straight right, like that. Right. And when Shaq said that in that moment, it just summed everything up about Kobe Bryant. I needed to know um, these motherfuckers ain't like me. They ain't built like me. And sometimes, not sometimes, all the times, I got to take the fuck over. Same Mm -hmm. for you, man. Um, Confidence. Ability. Believing in yourself. What do you believe holds people back from truly executing what they need to get done? In the moments of self-doubt and self-belief. And use your own personal testimony if you don't know what to say right now. Fear.
1: Fear. Fear of Fear. what? Self-doubt, self-belief. Um, you hit the nail on the head. Fear of, for me, I can't speak for everyone, but I know if I can speak towards this, then somebody out there gonna understand. Mm-hmm. Fear of uh, <clears throat> being unsuccessful. That's my shit. or fear of not accomplishing, fear of unaccomplishment, like, that's my shit.
0: Unaccomplishing what? And do you relate this to life, or do you relate this to the shit you're involved in? To make it shallow and not about
1: you? Life, like really, yeah, definitely not on no surface level type shit. On a way deeper level, is what I will put it on. Um, boom. Go no, ahead, hit that pause, bro.
0: I'm not stopping. Um, I'm not letting you stop. Um, fear of life, fear of progression, all this shit. Um, I really just wanted to ask that um, with confidence and all that. My thing I want to say to the people is, keep going, bro. You got to fight through it. Fight through adversity. Stay focused. And even I lose doubt in in what I'm saying and what I'm doing. But at the end of the day, I'm like, fuck it. Swing through. Swing through with the swing. Once the pitch is made and once you committed to swinging, swing through that motherfucker. You might not knock it out of the park. You might barely get it to second base. But swing, nigga. Go all the way through with it. Um, Then, take the final product and see how you feel about it. Now, that was just a quick little assessment real quick as we brought it back. Now, I wanted to speak on the photograph and Issa Rae. And I know you didn't get to see the photograph. So, you know, do your thing. What we talked about. Yeah. Now, with the photograph... I fucking love that movie. I fucking love the photograph. Wow. I, took, I took my little bae with me to go see the photograph yesterday. Yesterday. This movie is fresh on my mind. Uh the photograph is borderline a chick flick.
1: Mm.
0: But I the boy. Like the boy. The one. Your boy. Nia. The one. And only my guy, I'm betting the house on him. Um Lakeith Stanfield or Stanford?
1: Stanfield. Stanfield, um, I
0: keep fucking his last name up, but I know yeah. a Lakeith, so i am always say Lakeith. Uh Lakeith, he uh He kinda got
1: exposed in this movie. Oh um without spoiling it, tell me how.
0: Uh is he weak? Nah, he was not weak. He did his thing. He did good. But, you know, the way we've been hyping him up, I was just expecting his next movie to go to the next level. Lakeith mm. brought that same Lakeith to a chick flick.
1: But what if he did that just to calm it down? Like, and... like what if he's doing this methodically? Like, alright, you did a... Uh... What's the movie? What's the epic Sorry movie? Sorry to bother you. Ooh. Classic. Classic.
0: If you didn't see it, pause it. Go back and see it right now.
1: And so, when I think about it, um, what kind of movie has Will Smith done that's like a revolutionary type movie? Pursuit of Happiness. Off the back. I can't even... you know I'm not even going to think. Pursuit yeah, of Happiness. Yeah, boom. And that's hard. So, yeah. Alright, Jamie Foxx. Ray Charles, Ray, whatever that movie was. But not portraying Ray. I mean, but even something else. He bodied it. He embodied Ray Charles. Yeah, he did embody that. So, um, alright, that's two. So, honestly... (laughs) So, what you're saying is...
0: He didn't take it to that next level.
1: Now... Or, no, I was about to say, or did, because... He took it to another level. Have you seen the photograph? No, I'm talking about with Sorry to Bobby. Mm-hmm. That shit on another level than that other shit. I mean it is, it is, but it's diff it bruh, that shit It's way more subliminal. It's way more like, yo, there's It's in its lane. Into, yeah, it's in its lane. Yeah. Just like the other shit is because I feel like Will Smith and all like all these other mainstream it's way more um, just kind of in your face with it. Like, you know, you kind of know what's what's coming and, and this and that. With. Uh, put it this way. Niggas know where I'm going. I just can't get my words together. Put it this way. I, uh, How many times do I say that on the <laughs> I say that shit all the time.
0: It's all good because niggas do know what you're saying right. and where you're going. Right. Um, right. Put it this way. It was like watching... Uh, LaKeith he just i guess i had too much high expectations on LaKeith and i expected him to graduate from sorry to bother you as LaKeith stanford and to go into this movie as young denzel washington
1: bro that movie looked whack from the jump the photograph it, it yes it looked it interesting It looked way it, it, Interesting But it looked way To me Even from the trailers It looked way too Fucking cheesy Like too ah. Like too Lovey dovey Like it's like uh, but, not, but it's like uh I feel like When you just, it, It's just too Predictive You got two of the nah. hottest, You got two of the Like hottest Black people In entertainment Right now nah. Like low key Not even low key High key Low key if that makes sense to people, you got Issa Rae, everybody knows she probably on her motherfucking show. Mm-hmm. Then you got LaKeith, mm-hmm. and everybody knows he the nigga like low key. And you got them in a the movie, and it's like, oh yeah, perfect combination. Ah, uh, blah, 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 let's make a, let's make a little cliche ass movie. That's how I feel about it. Like it's, oh, it was bound to happen. Motherfucking, you know, I can't even think of no white people. You know what I'm saying? Here's, here's or the thing: other actors that might have done the same thing, but you know, even with music, it's like, oh, uh, if it's, now it's Cardi and Offset, or you gotta get these two people together because you know they are gonna be popping right now. Yeah. Like, blah blah blah, like they popping right now. Here's the thing with this movie, man. Like people understand that when you look at him, how do we look at him. Yes, okay. he, LaKeith is a left field type of guy. And I
0: think that's why me and you attract to this nigga. We fuck with this nigga because, like we said in the text message when I told you, bro, I see myself in this man. Yeah, me too. And with this movie, like you said in the previews, if you had got any other motherfucker to play the role that Keith played, it would have been a cheesy fucking movie. But... The thing that took me for a twist is In a movie like this You would expect Lakeith to have the issues Lakeith to have the problems Lakeith to have the commitment Issues And trust it, all that shit But it was Issa Rae And in this movie it explained why, because of the shit her mom went through. Damn, you telling me the whole movie. Oh, I'm, bruh, it's so much detail to this shit. This is the,
1: the base of it to get niggas interested, because, like you said, niggas think this is a cheesy chick flick. Right, okay, because, like, now I'm really into it. Exactly. Yeah. Like, Don't tell me the whole I'm <laughs> not. Nice. Nigga, this shit is fire, nigga. Bad, I know the volume. When I talk and I get excited, y'all just turn the, <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying, just turn the volume down in the yeah
0: that I love the enthusiasm. In this movie, man, this dude is pretty much trying to break this girl through with her issues and her commitment and her trust and all that. Like, yeah, bitch, I love you. Yeah. Yeah. Stop it. So The shit like us. Yes, in this movie, bro, she, oh, man, it's so fire how they're able to take the issues her mom went through and literally... Push that shit 30 years later to her being going through the same shit. And it's crazy because I'm sitting here watching this movie and I'm like, yo, is this what's going on in the whole black community? Yes. That's what I feel like, bro. Yes. It's either when two people come together, male, female, male, male, female, female. If it's in the black community, all this shit circles around back to this movie. And it's just crazy to see how love trumped everything by the end of that movie. Like, you cannot control who you love. And how that shit just controlled. Like, the movie fire, man. And I just want y'all to go see the photograph. He did his thing. My only issue was he got exposed as a non-traditional actor. That's all it was. He got exposed. In those moments where he needed to be cheesy, and sell it for uh, the Academy Awards and, and, and Golden Globes. He was weird ass Lakeith Stanford, Stanfield. And I, I guess as time goes by or as I look back, I'm going to appreciate that about him because something about this movie stuck with me and resonated with me. So I do recommend y'all going to go see the photograph.
1: I'm definitely going
0: to go check it out now. Take your leg. Yeah. You mm. might have to, you know, hide a couple tears, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, nigga, you gotta... Right. Nigga, it was a couple of times I looked to the right and I had to bite my tongue, you know what I'm saying?
1: Like, for real, for real? Dead
0: ass, nigga. It was a Boy. couple times I looked to the right and... Mm, ah, bring it back in, nigga. Right, right. you the man tonight. Right. You know, so,
1: um... I'm gonna check that out for sure.
0: Now, I wanted to speak on... Uh, Drugs of choices in 2020.
1: Mm. Drugs of choices in 2020. That shit easy for me, but who you talking about? Like, whose drug of choice? My drug of choice, in particular.
0: Mm, okay. I'm off the fucking tree, nigga yeah. I'm off the fucking tree I left it behind, nigga And I feel so fucking good I feel so fucking amazing My levels of enthusiasm are exuberating, nigga exuberating. Through this fucking podcast You can hear the excitement in my voice
1: um, Damn. In 2020,
0: bro wine is my drug of choice wine 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 i love wine um we're 30 years old you're 30 right i am i'm 30 i'm past just getting lit off my ass because at the end of the day i gotta be back at the gym in the next 10 to 12 hours Wine is definitely my drug of choice in 2020. And shout out to Castello del Poggio. Moscato, Italy, established in 1706. Again, that's Castelio del Poggio. It is some fire wine. And I want to break down to y'all how I came across this. I used to deliver wine back in 2016. Anybody that's a friend of mine back in those days know about that job. I had inquired, acquired, I don't know how the fuck you say it proper. It's 11 16 and we both fucked. But I had got on in the wine industry, right? So I'm delivering wine and one day it was an extra bottle in my truck. I stole that
1: bottle.
0: I took that motherfucker home. I cracked that bitch open. And there was some Castelio Del Poggio Moscato. And this is some of the sweetest wine, some of the best wine. And I'm lit off my ass. And we cracked this bitch open maybe, what, three hours ago? Yeah. Three hours ago. And I maybe threw a Hennessy shot or two. We did a Hennessy shot to kick off the show, which put you on your
1: ass. I'm done. (laughs) But
0: Castelio Poggio is the way to go. And I just wanted to shout them out real quick. Um... Speaking of wine, speaking of the photographs, speaking of love. Episode 52. Was that 52? 52? Episode 52. Is, uh... Episode 52. Give me a second, audience. Give me a second, my people. My people who look out for your boy. Episode 52. I'm bike. Cincinnati Addy. We gonna slide. Um... Personal moment for me. I want to uh,
1: shout out my little mama. She heard episode fifty-two. Mm. <laughs> I figured she would, especially how much you was calling her out. <sighs> oh, I know you hear this. I know you hear this. And then uh, I feel I feel like shit, bro.
0: The way she articulated to me how I was a horrible person.
1: Did I talk to you? No, what we ain't talk this about shit? this. We ain't talking about this. Oh, man.
0: So, I feel like shit, bro. Uh, the way she broke down to me about how she felt um, hearing how I felt about women. Mm-hmm. Kicking off the episode. In which the crazy shit is I had came to a... a, 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 a what's the word on the for foresight, I had came to a, a a realization that I was done being that person, and that's all I wanted to get across in that episode. But a lot of shit slipped out of my slick ass mouth in that episode. Yes,
1: it did. Oh <laughs> shit! Oh um, mine too. But you know, we were just talking. Niggas having a conversation.
0: Boys being boys. boys. You feel me? Boys being boys. Um. Let me type something down. That's what I love about podcasts. You can literally let it record while nothing is happening. Um, Yeah, she heard the episode. She cussed me out. She uh, she literally told me I was a horrible person. I've never heard anybody say that to me. Especially coming from a sweet soul.
1: Well, oh, that's good. Huh? That's good. You ain't never heard anyone say that.
0: Bro, hearing that shit from a sweet person though. Is like one of the worst, that's like your parents telling you they disappointed in you. Right, okay. Um, so yeah, I had to kiss ass, make up, literally kiss feet, and mm. eat the box, and you know what I'm saying, and go to work, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So, we've been making up, shit being all good. And uh, yeah, I'm 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 back good with my boo. I took her to see the photograph. Took her out to eat. Girls while they eat. That's how you put a smile on their face. Give them some old fatty ass foods and kiss on their cheek and kiss on their forehead. And uh, yeah, man, we we had
1: made up and and got over. Did you get in any heat over episode 52? Oh, a little bit. You know what I mean? Not not too much. A little bit. Um, it was more or less talking about you and how you was like, Oh, yeah, cute. He, he just a dog-ass figure. Ah! Bird, Birds and my feather flock together. You ah! probably just like him, man. <laughs> and I was like, yo, shorty, Chill. Yeah. Same for you, too. Same for you. Yeah. Same for you. You yeah. and your bullshit-ass friends
0: and all the bullshit. He's just an asshole just like you
1: etc, et cetera. Um what did you have to do to smooth the covers up? Shit, this shit's still kinda of wrinkled right now, beavy. But, you know, ooh Lord willing, God willing, you know, to the most high willing. Everything to work out how it's supposed to. So I didn't really sweating nothing at all. My date night was so amazing, I ended the night thinking like, yo What if
0: she's the one? Everything went perfect. I picked her up. We barely got to the movies on time. It started as soon as we walked in. Caught every fucking scene. Left the movies thinking we was going to grab a quick snack. Went to the bar. Got even more smashed. Smashed on some nachos and some wings. Played some video game golf shit and went home and you know. <laughs> oh I just wanted to ask you, do you truly feel like you're off the market at this point in your life? And no, I will not cut this and throw it at the front. Cause I feel like they cutting this shit off 20 minutes into it.
1: Alright, so edit that shit, Nick.
0: I'm not throwing this shit at the front. Oh man. Do you feel like you're off the market? And why you think about that? I do feel like I'm off the market. Why? Because this girl gives me everything I need. Everything. She puts it on me. She makes sure I'm I'm fed. She makes sure I'm good. And she puts it on me. So my question to you, I well,
1: I feel like yeah. Hey bro, I hate you right now, though. <laughs> Like, I really don't. I'm putting the pressure on you right now. If we weren't doing this and we weren't boys, I would ask you to leave. (laughs) Like, I'm like, yo, get this man out of here. Whose man is um, this? Do you feel like you're off the market?
0: Like, literally, I'm gonna just skip the part 10. I got sexually harassed in Walmart today. Oh. This girl literally said, yo, you're a beautiful man. Like, what the fuck? I've never heard that in my life. She said, oh, my God, are you married? You're a beautiful man. And she just laughed and left it at that. And I literally wanted to tell this girl, like, yo, I got a girlfriend. She's crazy. She will fuck you up. And I don't have a fucking girlfriend. We right almost there. So I want to ask you. In that moment, what would your answer have been? I'm telling you, she's not gonna
1: make it this far in this podcast. I'm be honest with you. I like the comfort a lot of times I have a girlfriend, so I probably, unless unless it was, you know, just some undeniable circumstance, like oh, this Rihanna standing in front of me, <clears throat> I probably would have. <clears throat> Yeah, I probably would have done the same, like, like yeah, no, 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 you know what I'm saying? I got somebody, it all depends, because then again, I'm still savage, but, uh, from, she said, we're not going to get this far. Honestly, bro, when my eyes go, I'll be trying to forget that the shit is on, i you know, fake. <clears throat> so,
0: Being that you do feel like you are off the market. You just don't want to say it.
1: Yeah, pretty much.
0: In the moment of being sexually harassed. As a man. As a man. A fucking man, dawg. Ain't too many times a woman shoot their shot at you. That shit done happened to me twice. How, How do you feel... Being treated like a piece of meat. Because women go through this three to five times a day. Especially if they got to get gas. Somewhere. Have you ever had a woman just throw their at you? And go crazy? Like literally just shoot her shot. I'm all the way out here. Little nigga I'm trying to take care of you. Uh yeah, yeah, yeah. Recently or old?
1: Kind of old. It's All right, old.
0: so it's old and it's beyond what you're talking to. So if she's listening right now, understand that. Shout out to you, Mark Stang. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How did you go about that? Did you did you did you did you, did you shy away from it? Did you fall for the trap?
1: Man, I went toward that shit, Uh, (laughs) but I ain't go for the trap. Though I kind of knew that it was a trap, so you know I got my, I got my piece, and I was out. And you know the other women, they kind of like take care of you. But um, bro, go ahead, like really cut that shit, bro. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Like also real shit. Like I don't even want you to even play that shit, bro.
0: Ladies, we gotta talk, we gotta talk, um, I'm so fucking tired of y'all and y'all bullshit and how y'all sleep on a king, Um, yes, I'm off the market, but before that, because I'm coming to a realization now that I got something that's worth having, I really don't appreciate how you hoes, straight up, don't look like y'all profile
1: pics.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Straight like that. I don't give a fuck how anybody take it. I don't give a fuck how anybody girl feel about it. I don't give a fuck how my girl feel about it.
1: What are
0: you doing? Y'all do not look like y'all profile pics. And how I know is that I scrolled through the rest of y'all pics. Stop it. Stop it. Get some help. In the words of that Michael Jordan drug commercial back in the 80s. Stop it. Get some help. <laughs> oh, yes, man. Some of the ladies that I can't even lie to you. They got me at my thirstiest of moments in in their inboxes. And I really wish it was a way I could delete the messages off, like, Instagram. Like, some of y'all want to take some of that thirsty shit back. And I truly regret sending it to you. Because as I do my homework and click through the bullshit, you are not, like, your profile pic. Like, get that shit out your head. And there's some of you niggas, too. Like, bruh. Stop selling this dream, bro, because when she or he pulls up, you might not be able to get that shit hard. Like you you sold a fucking false ass dream. And I really don't appreciate that shit. Where is this coming from? Uh I've something been, happened to you, bro. You heard what was. What the fuck happened, bro? I told you, it's a lot of bitches I've invested a lot of time into over the past few months trying to make shit happen not even months, years like, there's some girls on there that curved me for years it's like, bitch, I'm the best thing that ever fucking happen to you straight like that I see them bum ass niggas you fuck with. uh, excuse me, fuck with I see them bitch ass niggas that always leave you hurt and sad and you sitting there curving my
1: motherfucking
0: advances you got me fucked Oh, Straight like that Going into 2020 And I just wanted to end the podcast on that shit Man It's been a hell of an episode Hell of an episode I don't know why niggas don't think so But I'll be back Greater than ever And I want to leave y'all with an announcement <laughs> <laughs> To YouTube, hey niggas, is going to YouTube. Get ready,
1: motherfuckers. We're coming, yeah, we
0: are coming. We got a plan, we got a plan to be the man. You heard? Um, I've seen some shit,
1: you gonna see some shit?
0: They gonna see some shit, mm-hmm. but um, I use some common sense, put. Two and two together, uh, got my head straight, being sober and shit, and I really come up with a great, great idea. I don't even want to announce what I'm doing on YouTube, but just know, niggas is going to YouTube, and what niggas is finna do is really finna be the next level, next level, next level.
1: So, huh? the Perry did some shit. Yeah. Fuck that shit. Yeah. Watch what I'm about to do.
0: Straight like that. Um, what I'm about to do is going to be amazing,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and what we are about to do is going to be amazing. Word up! Um, on top of what the main thing is, you remember when I seen you that screenshot like six months ago about reviewing the worst restaurants in the city? I want to do that shit still. It can. It's going to happen. Like just get smashed on a Saturday and just go eat the worst fucking food and just give our true opinions about it. I don't give a fuck if the sanitation score is 70. Let's do it. <laughs> fuck it, we in there. Let's get it. Straight like that. And I just wanna end the podcast on that. Is there anything you can conjure up to say goodbye to the people?
1: Uh support seven oh four. Uh, you know, I'm going I'm gonna hold this shit down. Forever. You know what I mean? Transplant. Oh, he moved here when he was seven. (laughs) Like the baby said. But uh 704, we had supported uh body bar candles,
0: house group, how's the smoke, my guys? Shout out.
1: Uh, shout out to 704, man. So many people do so many things. Uh, uh, De Niro just dropped a, a new album. Uh, yeah, support De Niro
0: I mean, you know, check it out at least. I'm gonna shut my fucking mouth. Oh, De <laughs> I,
1: I hear some competition around the motherfucker. Ain't no competition. Here? Ain't
0: none. Oh, ain't none. Nigga. None. Oh, let me saying, the fuck up a- oh, whoa, oh, oh, whoa. Oh, let me oh. shut the fuck up. Yeah, all right, ladies and gentlemen. Let me shut the
1: fuck up. <laughs> Let me, let, let me, for, me over, you bro.
0: got an issue with I said you can you're more than welcome to pull up to the podcast. Like I invited your motherfucking ass the last ten times. Yeah. You're more than welcome to pull up. But until then we got issues, playing
1: Yeah, don't hold that against me, bro. Me and you cool. I, uh, I, I, fuck with
0: you, bro. <laughs> I ain't worried about shit. I ain't worried about shit. OG niggas calling me big bro knowing goddamn well that they older than me. Dang so don't sit here and act like I don't know your catalog, nigga. You heard. You ain't just getting this energy from a nigga that don't support you. you getting this energy from a nigga that do support you. So if you got an issue, pull up to the podcast, my nigga. Yes, we got to hash a few things out. Talk it out and. Um, last thing I want to speak on is CIAA. Last year in the city. Hmm. Um, what you doing? <clears throat> I'm not doing a motherfucking thing. Get the fuck on.
1: Come on, what you mean? It's last year. Fuck him. Why? I ain't gonna yeah, spend never, a little bit of cheese out the motherfucker just because last year. I know You know, never. just because it's last year, uh, everything's gonna be. Oh, but I forgot, ladies and gentlemen, he said it, he got something. He ain't thinking about going out there just to bag And then once you get over, it's like, yeah, hey, go out there and bag Bro. Everybody, goes, how long has she been here? Exact. I was about to say, bro. We used to cruise the strip at sixteen,
0: seventeen, and 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 see the scene. Like niggas used to be. Like we grew up in the CIAA shit. I'm so cool. not mad that it's leaving. It needs to
1: leave for ten years and come back well, for the next gen. Right. But right now, we don't appreciate this shit. Not at all. I don't give a fuck about that shit. Hey, let it go. Yeah, like go. Come back when you you know. And then if if uh, if it's real, then you. If it's real, it'll it'll work out. I'm gonna come back. It'll work out.
0: <laughs> so yeah, man. I just wanted to leave on that note. Anything you wanna say before we get up out of here?
1: Um, you know what I'm
0: saying? OG niggas calling me big brother. on a goddamn well that they ordered me. <laughs>
1: the <name> wrote. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say, man. Like this shit really. He did. He set it off. The baby set it off. The baby. I think maybe like you say, he's more commercial. He's an actor. You know what I'm saying. He um, sells he his product better. He a Michael Jordan. He sells his product better. Or like but, uh, a Michael B. Jordan. You know what I'm mean, saying. <coughs> compared to a LaKeith Stanfield, which might actually be denaro You feel me? Uh, uh-uh. No, don't do it's that. not the same. Don't do that. Oh, He ain't here, dinero. Ah, yeah, you might you got a point. Like, you, got you, a point. You, got you got a point. Like, you got a and point. And you know, to you know, to, it, to an extent, you, you feel me. You, you got a point. Me? I just
0: don't connect with him, but yeah, you got a point. You Don't connect with dinero. As far as what you sing, yeah, like I connect with the key, but I don't connect with you him. Connect but with I do see analogy, what you saying. But you
1: don't connect with the personalities. And I'm choosing for that analogy,
0: yeah. I get what you're saying, man. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I'm gonna leave it at that, man. It's been a hell of a close, and we usually start off slow. Um, uh, I mean, we usually start off good and end slow, but this episode started off slow and ended good. So, I'm gonna leave it at that, man. I appreciate every last one of y'all, and uh, yeah, I'll be back with some more heater. Peace. And that's going to do it for episode 53. No more drugs for me. Pussy and religion is all I need, man. I appreciate every last one of y'all that got this far in the podcast. I know I tell y'all that all the time, but...
1: Oh, i
0: tired. This two-year anniversary, man. This two-year anniversary really got me looking back and really having perspective and all that shit, man. And I appreciate every last one of y'all that really support your boy through and through. Um, I really be looking at the SoundCloud logistics. Is that's the if that's the correct word? The SoundCloud logistics. And I be seeing some of y'all that really come back and like play six episodes, five episodes, seven. You know what I'm saying? Some of the new people run through about 10 or 12 of them motherfuckers. You know, I appreciate y'all. I don't know if it's SoundCloud setting me up or word of mouth because Charlotte is consistent. So it's not like it's growing, but my Charlotte base is consistent. But it's like people all over the country, bro. It's a couple people from over the world that's clicking and going through episodes. So I appreciate every last one of y'all that's uh, growing with me. And um, you go back and listen to episode one, bro. Listen to the production and the quality in episode one. I mean, the quality is still the quality to this day, but just the format of the show, the layout of the show, how I would attack questions, how, how, you know, I took a journalistic approach. Journalistic. I don't know how the fuck you would say that. I took a journalistic approach. And, you know, now I'm more lax, I'm comfortable, you can't get me off my rocker, you know what I'm saying, like, I'm, I'm, this is what I do, nigga, I can show up and just knock this motherfucker out with no issue. And uh, just the growth, man. And y'all motherfuckers growing with me. I appreciate you. I love you. I fuck with you. I need you to go follow that Instagram, though. But before that, I need you to know the next episode is going to be more litter, litter, litter. More titter, titter, titter. Now, back to it. Follow my Instagram at R-O-B-E-I-W-H-Y. Again, that's R-O-B-E-I-W-H-Y. And like always, like always always like always baby like my shit comment on my shit and subscribe to my shit like the motherfucking white girls in the valley say i'm out yeah bitch